there is a, a transformation going on. And of course, this transformation to be successful, it has to be absolutely associated with uh, regaining brain that's left Greece. And we have to be able to attract them, to get them to come back. Brain gain. Talented scientists, talented engineers who come from abroad, they put so much passion and they immediately think globally. If you want to be an impactful research ecosystem, you have to open up to technology transfer, you have to open up to private investment, you have to open up to supporting entrepreneurship. That's the voice of Dr. George Nunesis, a man who says he's on a mission, a mission to help Greece turn its brain drain into brain gain. Hello, everyone. I'm John Metaxas. Welcome to the podcast. Dr. Nunesis is a world-class scientist and director of Greece's National Center for Scientific Research, known as Dimokritos. Dimokritos is at the center of efforts to attract talented scientists back to Greece. I spoke with Dr. Nunesis on the campus of the Mokritos in the Agia Paraskevi neighborhood of Athens. I also spoke with a young scientist, Dr. Filipos Turlomousis, who has heeded the call to return to Greece. He's established the country's first lab for digital manufacturing at the Mokritos. For those of you listening on Apple, you can watch video of that conversation on my website, wallstreetnorth.com. Here's my talk with Dr. Nunesis. Dr. Nunes, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Well, thank you for this interview. I'm really happy to speak with you, Yanis. You have quite a story to tell. Can you begin by telling us a little bit about Democritus? Yeah, Democritus is one of the largest uh, research centers of Greece. It is a, a public institution, a public research center with a very intense interdisciplinary character with research labs working from life sciences, from biology, all the way to artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, robotics, digital manufacturing. It started in the 60s as a center for nuclear research, but pretty much these plans were abandoned sometime in the late 1990s. And the research nuclear reactor here in the campus was shut down in 2003. Now, uh, Democritus, the last few years, is really transforming. We try to embrace the emerging and disruptive, if you want, technologies as rapidly as we can, and at the same time open the campus to innovation and to deep tech entrepreneurship, running one of the very few but quite mature already accelerators of Greece in this direction, deep tech entrepreneurship and establishing the very first programs for Greece, if you want, on technology transfer, industrial fellowships, programs. These things were pioneer in Greece a few years ago, not the case everywhere else in the world. So there is a transformation going on. Even the campus itself has been rebuilt with funds coming from the European Investment Bank. And of course, this transformation to be successful it has to be absolutely associated with uh, regaining brain that's left Greece. And we have to be able to attract them, to get them to come back and work here. Because this, is, this will make this entire effort for transforming this place, as many other places of Greece as well, it will make it worthwhile. 
you, in fact, have your own story of leaving Greece and coming yeah. back. Tell us a little bit about that and some of the challenges you faced in an earlier era upon your yeah. return. Well, brain drain has always been an issue in Greece. It's not only uh, 10 years ago, but 10, 10, 10, 15 years ago, it was really intense. It was severe because of the financial crisis. But uh, Greeks, young Greeks would uh, always leave. <laughs> I left in uh, 1982 and I was absolutely convinced that I wanted to live at the time. I wanted very much to explore the world. I didn't leave Greece because of a financial problem or, or a political uh, situation. I had planned everything I thought as an undergraduate student to go live in France and study in Paris. Then six months before I started my studies in, in Paris, I changed absolutely everything. I thought uh, for young men, uh, they have to go west. So I chose to go to Minnesota, to Minneapolis, where I did my PhD and, and I never looked back <laughs> to Europe for a long time, for 14 years. So uh, I decided to return to Greece in my, in my 30s, my early 30s. What was your area of expertise? Yeah. I'm a physicist. I'm an experimental physicist. I, uh, my PhD was in experimental condensed matter, and I, I worked a lot with soft materials, such as liquid crystals, where I studied uh, phase transitions and critical phenomena. That area, that discipline, gave me the opportunity to start working closely with chemists and chemical engineers and later on, when I moved to biomaterials such as membranes or proteins, to work with biologists and pharmacists, even geneticists. And uh, this was the best part of my work, was the ability to collaborate with all these other disciplines and getting to see how other scientists were thinking. That shaped very much my career, and this is what actually convinced me to go for an administrative job or for in, a, in a multidisciplinary research center. This opportunity to be able to talk with scientists and engineers coming from so very different fields and, and being involved with very different issues. Getting to be able to really understand what they're trying to tell you. So when we decided with my wife to return to Greece, we had already two young children at the time. Both my children were born in Boston, they were born in the US. And we returned as a young family trying to do a career in the academics, me at the research center and, and my wife at the University of Athens. We realized how tough it was to do that, <laughs> how challenging it was, because unfortunately Greece is at least in the academic world, they're not very, uh, we're not very open to young people returning. So many, many difficulties at the time. We had to be very persistent in order to succeed eventually. We had to discover everything ourselves, especially if you return to Greece without a mentor here, just, you know, getting a position, getting an offer and accepting it like we did. It's a war, it's a fight. Fight for funds, fight to get your lab going, to set it up, hire the people you want, uh, your colleagues. Now, from the position of uh, the director of Democritus, it's like I'm on a mission to stop that for all the young guys that want to return to Greece, to want to return to Democritus from abroad. And uh, I am really going out of the, my way to support this kind of return so that they can succeed with much less effort for useless things like 
like uh, was the case with me. In that sense, uh, the last few years, many big new areas opened up. Democritus, like digital manufacturing, autonomous systems in science and engineering. This is the field where Philippos Tourlomousis is going to be working on, uh, an incredible collaboration with the Center for Bits and Atoms at MIT. A new institute was founded about a year ago. This is an institute for quantum computing and quantum technologies. This institute is now receiving the first generation of researchers, young researchers and a young director, all of them coming from abroad. All of them. And we've managed to secure seed funding close to 8 million euros just for that. And this, I think, is a first for a new institute of Greece. To me, things are going to change and they're going to change radically if you trust and you welcome young people from abroad. How many positions have you created? The last four years, these are tenured and tenure track positions, about 20 to 25. I would say, and an equal number of positions were awarded to talented researchers who were English. They never left, so there was a balance. But for me, the big opportunity is uh, to create the environment so the guys who come from abroad, they can flourish and they can flourish quickly, so they can really show the world what they can do. And I think this is the, 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 the Philippos is, is a perfect example in this direction. What kind of work is he doing? He's setting up the first labs of Greece for digital manufacturing, which is the third huge digital revolution. He creates autonomous systems, machines, who can actually do experiments on their own. Experiments in biotechnology, experiments in material science, they, they do everything, the machines, they evaluate the results, they communicate, they make decisions and they communicate decisions to each other. He already finished building the research laboratory, but a new lab is going to be also created that basically will be able to produce everything. And this laboratory will be accessible to research groups from the Greek academia, but also startups or bigger companies who want to associate themselves and transform themselves in uh, digital manufacturing technologies. So this would be an, an open lab for users. 25 to 50 people is not a big number in terms of a society, but what impact can they have beyond that in terms of creating opportunity for others? Yes, I think when you bring people at their 20s and 30s and you give them opportunities, they will create a lot more opportunities for similar talent to come. And I see that with the guys who come and set up their groups. Immediately, they are very open to getting into new fields, to getting into new ventures, if you want, that involve a lot of Greeks from the diaspora. Of course, there is a change in mentality that finally has started to take shape in Greece. And this is research organizations, universities or research centers, which are all basically almost all public in this country, that finally start creating strategies so that they can create wealth for the society of Greece and not just academic results. It is a technology transfer, support for deep tech, technology entrepreneurship. These are new things for Greece. And it seems they're, they're going quite well. Brain gain 
talented scientists, talented engineers who come from abroad for this kind of ventures. They put so much passion and they immediately think globally. And because innovation uh, has to be global, they have a lot more chances to succeed and we can see that and help also the environment, have an impact on the economy, create a better brand name for the country as far as technology and innovation is concerned. What is the potential of that, of bringing these technologies into the business world here? Yes, absolutely. Today, a lot of the very hot, the very exciting science and technology takes place, the big discoveries, they take place in in startups, not only in universities and, and research organizations. This is very, very obvious. So I really worked very hard in this direction. And basically, I opened up a campus, a campus for a public research institution in Greece. I opened it up to startups in deep tech. And this uh, sharing of this beautiful campus has created a lot of momentum, has created a lot of opportunities, and not at all friction that I was advised that may be caused. It changes mentality, you know, young, talented people working for startups and sharing, having access to public research laboratories, getting to work with researchers who are working for the public system of of Greece. That changes the mentality of the academics, of the academians as well. And many ideas, many ambitions are formed through this uh, this interaction. So um, in in that sense, what was obvious to many of the Western economies is becoming obvious to Greece as well, that if you want to be an impactful research ecosystem, you have to open up to technology transfer, you have to open up to private investment, you have to open up to supporting entrepreneurship in these directions. So this has started to happen. In Democritos, things are going faster than the rest of Greece, and we're becoming we became more mature uh, in that sense. I can realize that now. I'm very happy. I'm very content for that. That, for instance, was recognized by NATO, the, the Diana. Uh, this is the Defense uh, Innovation Initiative for the North Atlantic. Uh, so NATO is creating this uh, network of entrepreneurial accelerators in Europe and North America that they will host and support startups where a NATO innovation fund will invest and these startups will be producing dual um, dual use technologies. I'm very, very happy, very proud in that sense that Democritus was selected to be one of the nine entrepreneurial accelerators for Europe, which means uh, starting in April, we will start receiving startups from all country members of NATO that will come to relocate to Democritus for two years and receive support for their endeavors. They will have access to laboratories, access to networks of investors or research projects, European research projects. Many Greek startups, I mean startups of Greek interest who are in the United States, in Canada, in, in England, they are ready to relocate because of this program. But of course, other startups not involving Greeks are also ready to do that. And these are all in fields like quantum computing, autonomy, space, biotech. So this creates change. This creates a big uh, transformation. And at the same time, 
we become noticed by a big and powerful international uh, VC. The NATO Innovation Fund, it is the first multi-sovereign VC that's been created. Even It has a historic significance as well, NATO becoming a, a venture capitalist and not just a military alliance, a defense alliance. So these are exciting things that are going to happen and, and I'm looking forward to this. Young, talented Greeks, I know that they're ready to return to get involved with these kind of uh, issues. Greece is a small country of some 10 million people. To what extent do you think Greece has the opportunity in the technology space to punch above its weight in terms of its human capital? I think it has because, you know, these disruptive technologies, first of all, they don't require that you have some industrial past or broad experience. Uh, if, you, if you do commit a society in, into embracing technology and be competitive at the world level, then you can outgrow the population, you can outgrow the size of the country and attract people here who are not only Greeks, uh, because, uh, you know, in technology, uh, the, the nomads uh, are, are very much uh, part of, of, the, of the ecosystem, of the, of, of the global ecosystem. So uh, they, will, uh, they will also come uh, and they will uh, help Greece outgrow itself in that sense. But to be able to do that, you have to convince the world, basically, that as a research and innovation ecosystem, you are very willing to change and change fast. You tell a wonderful story of opportunity. How do you also look at the issue of fairness? You want to incentivize people to return, but you also want to incentivize people who are here to stay. Well, uh, you have to aim... uh, to a very high level of competitiveness in, in your work. And, and to do that, you can find talent here and you can find talent in the US or France. The point is that you should not feel uh, in, in some certain way, you know, predisposed. I, I'm not going to think that it's only the Greeks who study at MIT and at Harvard or at the University of Minnesota that are worthwhile. Of course, there are very talented Greeks who study at the University of Athens. So you have to be open for the best. You have, I mean, this is, this is what, what's the issue here. Um, uh, no bias. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not biased at all, I, but what, what, what the difference I'm trying to make is especially for, for young Greeks who return from abroad and they don't have mentors here, to really give them the support they need uh, in the beginning of their careers to really take off. Where does Greece stand now in terms of coming out of the crisis, in your view, from your perspective? We are, we are coming out of the crisis. Uh, uh, we all feel much uh, more optimistic. Uh, uh, some, it's obvious that, that things are getting better financially. My concern is that, um, uh, always talking about uh, technology uh, innovation, is that because things are changing very fast in technology, you don't have just to do better and come out of the financial crisis. But if you want to become competitive at the world level, you have to to react and grow faster than competitors. 
and this I do not see yet. I see growth, but I don't see growth that is, uh, you know, at a faster pace, let's say, than Estonia or or um, Luxembourg or Singapore or Israel. Where do you see Democritus and Greece, in fact, five years from now, ten years from now? I hope that Democritus, ten years from now, will be an excellent place for research and innovation in Europe. Really a center of excellence, attracting, as I said before, talent from all over the world to do work here, especially in emerging uh, technologies. I see Democritus also playing a role in the Greek society as far as ethics, then technology-related ethics are concerned, to have a say just because these um, hot technologies will be developed here, with people ready to, to embrace new things and having this mentality and thinking not just in terms of Greece, but uh, I, be, I hope the country will follow in this manner as well. We are very proud we are European, we are very proud we are part of, of Western alliances. Uh, we have to think like this part of the world as well. How optimistic are you about Greece? I am optimistic, yes. I am very optimistic. Uh, but I've always been optimistic <laughs> and persistent. So I think things are going to move forward for the better. Dr. Nunesis, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. Well, thank you. Thank you. It was, it was great. Yes.